Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education and director of Go Teach Global, Dr. Jim. Paul, I recently met a Christian brother who serves with a ministry called Gideon's International. Do you remember them? Oh, yes. When you and I were young kids in elementary school, grade five or grade six, the Gideons used to come to our classrooms and give every student a little red copy of the New Testament that included the book of Psalms in the back. I kept that little New Testament for many years. Well, let me tell you about how Gideons played a role in my life. I began teaching grade six in 1963 at the age of 20. At that time, I had turned away from my childhood acceptance of Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I was living in open rebellion against God, His teachings in the Bible, and my parents. I remember those days, Jim. You were a bit of a rebel. Selfish might be an even better description. My life was being lived my way, with no thought of Jesus Christ or the Bible or my parents' beliefs. When I was 16, my father's retinas hemorrhaged and he lost 90% of his eyesight and went legally blind within 24 hours. We had to live with my father's anger at God when he questioned, why did this happen to me? Needless to say, it affected me. I, in turn, abandoned my Christian faith. I became a prodigal, living a life of anger and rebellion, and began to stay away from the home as much as possible. While in high school, I took a part-time job at a bakery, working Friday nights from 11 p.m. until 7 a.m. Saturday morning. Then I would be out Saturday night partying and back to work Sunday morning, 7 a.m. till 3 p.m., No time for God and church. Then I'd go back to work the next week. I kept those crazy weekend hours even while at teacher's college and during my first years of teaching elementary students. I was becoming a physically tired, skinny, and very angry young man. One day in early 1964, the Gideons came to my grade 6 classroom and handed out their New Testaments to my class. I do not remember what was said, but they gave me a teacher's copy and left. That evening I went to my car, threw the Gideon New Testament into my glove compartment, or as they say in South Africa, the cubby hole, and there it stayed, unread. Later that year, I was driving home from visiting a gal I had met in university. She was a teacher, a decent gal, even called herself a Christian. And, as I recall, you were kind of sweet on her, weren't you? Yes. So I was driving home thinking about life and love, and I looked out the car window and I saw the moon. Funny how your mind works. I began thinking about how I was willing to drive all that distance to visit her to prove my love. Then I thought about the God who made the moon and the sun and me, and what have I done to prove to God that I love him? Answer? not much. I didn't pray. I didn't read his word or go to church. I was just a happy little secular humanist, 21 years old, independent, and in love with my selfish ambition. God was not part of my life. But God's timing is perfect. 
About that same time, my former pastor, Mel Johnson, came back to Toronto to speak at a Youth for Christ meeting. I had accepted Christ as my Savior at the age of nine when Mel was my pastor. I liked Mel, but he had moved to the USA, and I hadn't seen him for a while, so I decided to go hear him. After speaking, he asked me three life-changing questions. How are things at your parents' church? Answer, I don't go there anymore, Mel. Good, he said. You must have found a better church. Answer, I don't go to any church. Are you ready to get right with the Lord, Jim? Answer, not yet. Mel did not force me, but graciously wrote 1 John 1, 9-10 and Psalm 51, 5-7 on a piece of paper and made me promise to read these passages before I went to bed and tell him in the morning what I decided. That night, at the top of the Toronto airport parking lot, I pulled out the little red Gideon New Testament buried in my cubbyhole and read 1 John 1, 9-10. It says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That Gideon New Testament just happened to have the Psalms at the back. So I read Psalm 51, written when the prophet Nathan confronted King David after he had committed adultery with Bathsheba. King David says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what was evil in your sight, so that you are proved right when you speak and justified when you judge. Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will turn back to you. Save me from blood guilt, O God the God who saves me, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. My response that night was a prayer. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And the Lord heard my cry. He lifted me out of a pit of anger and rebellion and broken relationships and made me a new creation in Jesus Christ. Jim, before you tell us more details of what happened, let me share with our listeners that you are listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham from Go Teach Global. The next day, I went to hear Mel speak again. When he came on the platform, our eyes met. I gave him the American thumbs-up sign. He responded with a smile. That was October 24, 
1964. The following weeks, my whole world changed. I was so excited to be free of guilt and rebellion that I began telling people about how Jesus had changed me and I was now his disciple wanting to be like him. The gal I was dating said, I liked you before you became religious, but I have no interest in your new evangelical Christian faith. If you're going to pursue the path you are on, we will have to part ways. Ouch, that hurt. We broke up. I went to my parents' church over the next few weeks and began to start living what I was reading in that little New Testament given to me by the Gideons. Then one Sunday in late January 1965, I saw a girl seated with the pastor's wife. From the back, she looked just like the gal I had broken up with weeks earlier. Wow, I thought. She has decided my faith in Christ is not so extreme after all and has come to church. I walked down the aisle to meet her, looked at the side view and realized, whoa, it was a different gal. But it could have been her sister. I had to find out more. I met her after church and said, hi, found out her name was Rita. We talked for a few minutes, but I had to go to a meeting after church. So I told a friend, find out more about that new gal and let me know. (laughs) My friend offered to drive her back to her nurse's residence at the hospital and reported back to me how to get in touch with her. My parents' new pastor had previously been Rita's pastor in her hometown. She had come to church that one Sunday to have lunch with her former pastor and his wife. I quickly called and asked her out for a coffee. She said, no. I was shocked. I was not asking her to marry me, just have a cup of coffee. But she quickly added, I don't drink coffee, Jim, but I'll have a cup of tea with you. Whoa, I realize this lady is different. She speaks from her heart and does not want to deceive others. To me, she was an angel, pure, gentle, and compassionate. I was awestruck. She was training to be a registered nurse in Toronto. Her home was in the beautiful orchard lands of the Niagara Peninsula. People from my past would say to Rita, If you knew what Jim was like before you met him, you would not believe the change. 2 Corinthians 5.17 suggests that we will be changed when we receive Christ. But Rita would graciously respond, I like him the way he is. I was teaching elementary school in Toronto in the fall of 1965 when I met David Bell, a professor at the London College of Bible and Missions in London, Ontario. His challenge to me was, Jim, come for three years, learn to know Christ and study the Bible in an intimate way and begin to share your faith with others. It was a great three years. I was bold in sharing my faith as I believed I had to make up for my wasted years. Prisons, choirs, missions, anywhere I could share my faith in Christ, I did. I gradually accepted an opportunity to manage a halfway house for rehabilitating alcoholics. Rita also came to LCBM, it was called, for the year of studies after graduating from Toronto Western Hospital. Then on Canada's Centennial Day and Rita's 23rd birthday, July 1st, 1967, we celebrated our wedding day. Remember that day, Paul? Sure do. I was your best man, and I like to tease Rita and tell her I am still the best man. I rejoice in the wife of my youth to this day. Mel Johnson prayed for me regularly. He would send a letter or a card 
every year on October 24, reminding me of my commitment to serve Jesus Christ. Mel had a radio program across North America called Tips for Teens that was on some 900 Christian radio stations. And here I am, 50-plus years later, speaking to you men on radio. The goal remains the same. Get right with Jesus Christ, receive him into your life as Savior, and serve him completely as Lord. And one day soon, we will see him face to face. Thanks, Jim. Only God can change a man's heart and rearrange his life focus. For a printed copy or a PDF of this testimony, or with any questions you may have, contact Dr. Jim by sending your email to menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. For more information, we invite you to visit our website at goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks, on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to be men alive, conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Thank you.